Welcome to Where Passion Meets Truth by Shield Sisters Initiative. We are two best friends who co-founded a community for women entrepreneurs who want to live their passion and embrace their truth. I'm Raywin, a self-love coach obsessed with coffee, mustaches, and all things community. And I'm Megan, a truth-seeking super nerd with a passion for mental health, books, and mindset. Each month, we'll bring you a couple of guest interviews, goal-setting tips, and mindset-changing topics to guide you on your journey of living your passion and embracing your truth. So, if you're just joining us, you definitely want to check out our last two episodes. Our first one was an introduction to who we are and what we're all about. And then last week, we spoke with Tanya Rainier who is a money mindset maven and she is amazing and we really wanted to start out with talking to her so that we could move into this week's episode which is all about setting your money mindset goals. Um, Megan, do you want to do a little bit more of an introduction on what money mindset is? Yeah, so money mindset Basically, the definition of it is your belief and your attitudes surrounding money. And these beliefs and attitudes can be inherited from, excuse me, inherited or influenced by, you know, how you were brought up, what your parents thought about money, how they dealt with money. It can also be influenced by your circles of friends or family or by your circumstances such as your job or, um, you know, your, where you're living, um, the community in which you're living, even the city in which you're living. And the good news is that it can be adjusted. You can absolutely work on your money mindset and you can start to shift your beliefs and attitudes surrounding money. And it's important to talk about money mindset because this is something that so many people struggle with, um, which is really interesting because we all use money, we all need money to survive, but so many of us have a really poor money mindset and we don't really even think that it's an issue until we start to dig into it and realize that, holy crap, like I've got big issues surrounding money. Yeah, I really think that we don't think it's an issue and that is why so often our budgets fail or even businesses fail because you don't have the right mindset when it comes to money, but you haven't even thought that you don't have the right mindset. You have such specific limiting beliefs that you, those are like your truth, but they shouldn't be your truth. They aren't your truth. They are just that a limiting belief and the belief can be changed and adjusted just like you said yes so common limiting beliefs surrounding money might sound like uh i never have enough money or there's never enough money in the bank or um I have, I, I just, I hate credit cards. I have so much credit card debt. I don't know what to do with it. There's basically just a lot of it stems from there's a lack of money or that money is bad in some way. Like it's, it's something that will negatively impact your life if you have too much of it or too little of it. And it, basically it just comes down to the thought that money is something that, um, is going to impact you negatively in some way. And so we really want to help you lovely listeners today to 
start thinking about money in a different mindset. Yeah, it's so important. And it's like, we'll dive more into what um, your limiting beliefs could be, but even so much as maybe it isn't negative, but it's more uh, something neutral, like something that you've just completely accepted as this is a way of life when it doesn't have to be a way of life. So what we want to do today is we want to tell you or really guide you on how to set your money mindset goals in your daily life and in your business life and how to work on it each day and how to not get discouraged by it because money mindset is so rooted in negativity for so many people that it's so easy to just feel totally overwhelmed and to give up and freeze. And so we really want to start you out with that idea and that belief, like this is number one, write this down somewhere, number one, allow yourself to go through those negative thoughts and negative feelings without giving up. Yes, definitely. Because when it comes to money, you know, it it's an important aspect of so many parts of our lives. You know, we need it to buy groceries, we need it to pay our rent or pay for our mortgages, things like that. And maybe when we don't have enough of it or, um, you know, there's a, a lack mindset, it can feel like the easiest thing to do is to get discouraged. But it, it's so important that you don't get discouraged and just realize that it's just like any other exercise that you might do. It's something that's going to take a little a little while to cultivate and to nurture and grow into something that is really going to truly positively benefit you and your families. Yeah, and so when you sit down to do this, make sure that you are in a positive mindset about other aspects of your life. We don't want you to be feeling the stress of money or have such a long to-do list that you are going to have all of these little inklings in the back of your mind bothering you and poking at you because those things are going to hold you back from fully accepting what it is that you need to work on. And that's like such a big part when you're working on your money mindset is you have to be honest with yourself. I'm going to be honest right now with all of you. And the reason that I have so much credit card debt, student loan debt, basically debt, is because I believed that debt was inevitable and that I wouldn't be able to get through life without debt, so why not have debt? And I'm in exactly the same boat as you, Raywin. Um, I grew up in a family that relied very heavily on credit cards and bank loans and mortgages, and it was just, that's how you lived life, is you put stuff on a credit card. That's how we paid for things, and so we always had debt. And I just assumed that that was a normal part of living up in a middle class American household. And so that's what I carried with me into my adult life. And I also have credit card debt and student loan debt that is racked up that I'm not proud of. It makes me sad. And But now I realize that it's something that I can, it's a goal to work towards, that I can in fact pay that down. 
and that I don't ever have to put myself back in that situation again. I think when we both realized this, it was really a turning point for our business because when we were accepting this neutral belief that it was inevitable, we were always chasing money. And we started that out, like we talked a little bit about how we were going all about the sales and the strategizing when we were first trying to create our community in our first episode of, of Where Passion Meets Truth. And that, I think a lot of that had to do with our mindset. And so once we were honest with ourselves that we had this mindset, then we were able to set up a system of tracking our money and not just investing in everything that we think is needed for our business. We really started to cut back on a lot of stuff that was not serving us. Yeah, definitely. And even in our personal lives too, I feel like um, we definitely made those, those decisions to cut back on expenditures that were not necessarily smart money moves um, in our business. But I feel like we also made those changes in our personal lives, you know, making sure that we're um, cooking dinners instead of going out to eat, you know, multiple times a week and things like that. And um, just making small adjustments like that, um, cutting back on expenses that aren't um, necessary and making smaller adjustments in your personal life too can make a huge difference towards your money mindset. And it feels really good to know that you're saving that money uh, and that it's not going towards something or, you know, just being basically flushed down the toilet. Oh. Yeah, I, um, uh, when we created, so um, Megan and I, like we said, we're best friends in addition to business partners. And so a lot of the things that we do overlap with our business and our personal lives. And when we really started to work on our money mindset, we actually, it expanded into also our health mindset in when we created a Trello board to keep track of the recipes that we wanted to try at home and it really built a lot of excitement for us about those recipes and helped us with our goal or with our grocery list and that helped us save money which helped us with our mindset exactly and that goes back to um uh, celebrating the small wins when it comes to money mindset even if you just save like I don't know 10 cents by using a coupon or something like that you know I'm not saying that you need to go out and be like become a crazy coupon lady or anything like that this is not a couponing podcast couponing is great uh, it's not for me um, but money mindset anybody can put that into practice and celebrate the small things you know just saving a little bit of money here or making smart conscious decisions about where your money's going and how you're spending it or how you're not spending it and just giving yourself permission to say hey that felt really good to keep that money in my pocket or see that money go towards something that was important to me yeah i think that a lot of the times too something that we struggle with with mindset is that when we think celebrate, we think it has to be something humongous to celebrate, but also that we have to go out and spend a lot of money to celebrate. 
And that's not true. So when we started celebrating the small wins, like you said, maybe saving with a coupon, and how did we celebrate them? We gave ourselves a pat on the back, or we gave ourselves, um, you know, the ability to create space in our lives for more creativity, or it was, there are different ways to celebrate your wins than spending money or then going out and treating yourself to something or cooking something that's full of a bunch of sweets or drinking a glass of wine. I mean, don't get me wrong. We do all of those things, but we, when we changed our money mindset and we began that journey, we also began the journey of celebrating in a different way, in a more organic and a more healthy way. Yeah, and I think this just brought to mind the live stream that you just did with um, Mommy Works, the co-working space that you go to in Orange, California, and you had talked about little ways to love yourself, and one of the ways that you brought up was to get yourself a card or, you know, put a little post-it note or something like that in your planner, like put it way far down the line a couple months later, and then you give yourself like a little surprise once you get to that date in the calendar, and you can just be like, oh that's nice. That's like a nice little gift to myself. And that's a really cute, sweet little way to treat yourself and to, again, give yourself a pat on the back for doing something uh, that is meaningful for you. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like an actionable way to celebrate the small wins. And so we really want to talk about more on your actionable steps to goal setting with changing your money mindset because we could talk all day about in theory or you should do this, you should do that. Uh-oh, guys, the puzzle fell apart. Um, I really hope you enjoy all of this childhood commentary and it really, you know, breaks up the stressful parts of listening to a podcast. Um, maybe I'll edit that out. I don't, I don't know yet. <laughs> so, as I was saying, it... These actionable steps are so much more important than just the theory because when you have these actions that you need to take, you're going to actually do them. Actions do, you know, those things. So we wanted to include in each of our goal setting sessions, um, podcast episodes that we have each month, we want to have three actionable steps for you. And so for... Um, for our money mindset goal setting and getting you into that process of working on your money mindset, the very first step, the very first actionable thing that you need to do is to sit down and identify your limiting beliefs. And maybe these limiting beliefs go beyond money. That's okay. Just write, really think about money and think about how you spend your money, what you do with your money. Think of the people that you admire and how they spend their money and think of money and figure out where it is that you are limited. I love the idea of looking at how other people around you spend money and how that may influence your spending habits as well or your money mindset. Um, as I brought up before, it's important to take a look at like what your money mindset was as you were brought up as a child. I know for me, um, 
one of my biggest limiting beliefs is that money is the root of all evil. And for me, that came from living in a Christian faith-based household in which, you know, money and material things were not placed in high, um, they weren't the number one priority. And it was very important that we focused on things other than money and material things. So for me, earning a lot of money, it felt weird. It felt like I was being greedy or it felt like I was being um, selfish and that I wouldn't, that I wouldn't be the same person. So for me, that was one of my biggest limiting beliefs. And in order to shift that, what I had to do, which brings us to our next actionable step, was to rewrite those beliefs in a specific location. Um, so becoming, uh, so with that limiting belief of money is the root of all evil, one thing that really helped me was I was actually listening to the Being Boss podcast, and they were talking about how money is energy, and how if you say um, energy is the root of all evil, well that doesn't really make sense. So if money is just energy, you know, it's just an exchange of um, paper for goods or whatever, um, you can shift that belief and rewrite it into something such as um, money is um, money is good, money is helpful, money helps me to, you know, contribute to my community in positive ways and it helps me to live a happy and healthy lifestyle and it doesn't have to be something that is greedy or selfish in any way shape or form yes that that is amazing and i haven't listened to that being boss podcast episode so i'm going to need to check it out because that is so true and i think that money is the root of all evil is a very big limiting belief that so many people have so just rewriting that one belief into something positive is amazing. But we don't want you just to rewrite it. We don't want you just to think about your limiting beliefs and turn them into something positive. We want you to put it in a specific location that you're going to look at all of the time. Now, some people think like affirmations and manifestation is weird or woo-woo. It doesn't work. And while it may not work in the way that some people believe, we believe that having something where you constantly are reminded of it or you are constantly being a part of it, that is keeping it in the forefront of your brain. And so all of your subconscious decisions are working toward that. So when you rewrite these beliefs, maybe you write a draft in a document or you write it down in your journal, but take them and write them somewhere that you will see all of the time, and especially when you're dealing with money. So if you have a specific location where you pay your bills, write them and put them on a post-it note on the wall there. Or um, if you have issues with your credit card spending and your credit card debt, maybe put a piece of tape on your credit card and write it in Sharpie right there on that piece of tape so that every time you pull out your credit card, you're looking at that rewritten belief. And these rewritten beliefs are not intended in any way to like shame you or punish you or, or make you feel like you're the scum of the earth if you have to use your credit card for something. 
um, that's okay. It, like Raywin said, it's just beginning to cultivate that seed that's going to start to grow into a more conscious money mindset of what your goals truly are. And it's going to help you to track where you've come from and where you're going in the future as well with regards to your money mindset. So just keep up the good work. You got this. And yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. No, that is such a good point. So um, when I said like write it down on your credit card, the type of rewritten belief I was thinking of for my credit cards is like writing on my credit card and I would probably spend some more time to make it more um, short as opposed to this long-winded statement because it is a small credit card. But I would put something that's like, well credit card debt is not inevitable, but having credit card debt is not horrible. It does not rule my life. It is not something that is going to ruin me. It is something that maybe has to happen, but I will pay this off today, just may not be the day. So it's more about again it's more actionable and it's just something to keep running through your head so that you are not feeling those negative emotions because if you write something on your credit card that is supposed to be rewriting your negative limited limiting belief then you're just adding in more negativity so you want it to be something positive and you don't want it to be something that'll shame you just like Megan said and so when you have these set up. You have your limiting beliefs figured out. You have your rewritten beliefs that are limitless written out. Then you want to set up a system to track your progress, to track the ways that you celebrate your small wins, to track the ways of things that are holding you back. Because it once you identify your mindset, it's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's going to be a lot of hard work and sitting down and you're going to have slip-ups. You're going to have times where no matter how hard you try, it's still going to resort to that limiting belief. And instead of beating yourself up, you need to have a way to track it so that you can think back and say, okay, well, this happened. How can I change it for the future? And this really, like, you really need to focus on this happened as opposed to I made this happen or I did bad. No, it's something that happened. It's in the past. There's no way for you to change what already happened, but what you can change is what's going to happen next time. This reminds me of a book I was reading, and I can't, I don't remember which book it was, but it was talking about how. Um, oh, women love to diet, right? Like we're always like beating ourselves up and we love to try to be skinny and whatever. But the point of it was, is that, um, instead of like, if you're, if you're on a diet and you're trying to eat well, and then all of a sudden you eat a bunch of Cadbury eggs or, you know, something else delicious <laughs> like that, um, a lot of the times we like resort to the thinking of like, oh, we're bad. We, we're, we're a terrible person. We're awful. We're never going to be able to be skinny, blah, 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 whatever. Instead of that, think about it as 
you lost you you weren't paying attention because um, if you if you pay attention to your diet or you pay attention to your money mindset um, and you be very conscious about what it is that you're spending or saving or whatever it is that you're doing or your thoughts regarding money if you be, if you pay attention to those thoughts it's a lot easier and it's a lot more forgiving on yourself to say oh well I just I stopped paying attention for a little bit and I slipped up but that's okay because I'm going to be observant now and I'm going to make sure that I keep that I continue to work towards positive efforts that are going to benefit me. So keep paying attention, I guess, is what I'm getting at. So I love that you brought up a book that you were reading because I think that it is important for us to share our resources that we have found helpful and for our audience to share with each other the resources that they found helpful. So we're going to talk a little bit about the things that we've been using to help with our excuse me I have the hiccups to help with our money mindset but then also if you wanted to send us an email or tweet us about it or even post in the sanctuary if you're a member what your resources have been we'll make sure that those get added to the show notes on our blog's podcast page so that you can be sure to have um, all of the resources, right? So Megan, what would you say was the first resource that really helped you out on this? The first one was definitely the book Get Rich, Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas. And she is one of the biggest money mindset um, coaches and strategists, I think, right now. And again, that book is called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas. And she talks about money mindset and her own struggles with it and how she over... I don't want to say overcame them because it's still something that she works on consistently. So it's not something that, it, you know, she just decided to work on for like a couple of weeks and then it was like, poof, she was cured. Um, it's something that she consistently tracks and works on on a daily basis. And I think that was really the first time that I realized that money mindset was an important um, concept to cultivate for myself. Yeah, when we actually, so we, Megan, Allie, and I decided to work on Get Rich Lucky Bitch together because we thought it was important for our business that we all be on the same page and we all be working on our mindset. And so if you are a part of an organization that has multiple founders or multiple people working together, it's awesome to do that book or to even just work on your money mindset with each other. And it's also so fantastic to have a community or have a buddy who's going to be working on it too so you can bounce ideas off of it off of the other person and also it takes away that stigma that you are working on something negative and that it needs to be private. So um, another resource that I've found to be super helpful when I'm working on my money mindset and on tracking is the app slash website you need a budget. It kind of works a little bit like um, the envelope system. But I really loved it because it was real time on my phone and on my computer. 
And the reason I could never stick with the envelope system is because I never have cash. I do most of my stuff online and I do most of my bills online or on automatic payments. And so using You Need a Budget really helps me to keep track and to keep my mindset in check. And they have so many great resources when you are starting out so that it changes it so it's not just budget. It's not just money, but it's so much more than that. That is awesome. I was just taking a peek at the website because I'd actually never heard of that before. And this is definitely something I'm going to have to dig into. Um, and then I know we're coming up almost on time, but I just wanted to give a quick plug to for um, a book called The Recovering Spender. That was another huge one for me. And I read it on the plane to Seattle for our mastermind. And I think probably one of the first things that I said to you guys after just like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. We're all here at the same time. Woohoo. This is phenomenal. Oh, I have to tell you something. I'm a spender. Like I, that was part of the thing in the book was that you had to admit that you were um, a spender or that you, you know, consistently spent money or something like that. But it was a really phenomenal book for identifying maybe what your spending habits are and providing solutions as to how you can um, create a budget or work with your spouse or your partner to um, or an accountability buddy like a money buddy something like that to um, get your spending back on track so those were two books that I absolutely loved to um, use for money mindset resources is that Lauren Grootman's book or is her book, let me see, I'm opening up her website right now uh, because I love her website. Um, she, I think it started out as um, spending less, living more maybe, let me see. Um, yes, that is Lauren yeah. Grootman and I think that oh, I the think she was the spending her? less lady. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, um, yeah, and she's been on TV, and I actually started reading her blog a long time ago. I think, like, when I was planning my wedding in 2013, because she is just so inspiring, and so I agree. Yeah, The Recovering Spender is such an important um, book and resource. And like you said, we are coming up on time. If it's your first time joining us, we try our best to keep our episodes at or around 30 minutes because we know that you are busy entrepreneurs and you don't have all the time in the world. And maybe even you're not commuting because for me, when I worked out of the home, my commute was my podcast time. But I don't work out of the home anymore. I work at home and I don't have that podcast time anymore. And so when I do have the chance to tune into a podcast, I always look for a 30 minute um, or 45 minute podcast. So we like to keep it short and sweet here. So if you have any questions on money mindset or any of those resources, like we said, please do not hesitate to reach out. Tweet us at ShieldSistersWQ or um, comment in the Shield Sister Sanctuary. We are so grateful to have you listening to our podcast. Megan, do you have any closing thoughts? I would just say if anybody else has, like you said, any other mindset tips or questions, um, please feel free to share them with us in the sanctuary on Facebook or um, send us, like you said, a tweet or reach out to us on Instagram. We love hearing from you guys. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening.
Yes, and thank you so much for tuning in to our third episode. Next week, we're going to have another awesome guest to listen to and give um, advice on our money mindset and really to help us find how their passion and their truth came together and how we can take something away from each of those uh, guests. If it's your first time tuning in or if you're not yet subscribed, please click the subscribe button and recommend us to any of your friends. Rate us because this is the only way that we're going to be out there for other people to learn and to, you know, find out where their passion meets their truth. And as we've said each and every episode, community is our number one thing. So really, we want to be doing this for you. And the only way we can reach more of you is by sharing us. So thank you again for tuning in. And any questions, you know, just let us know. Episode 3 is sponsored by Emory Collection. Emory Collection is an online women's boutique featuring hand-picked styles for the modern-day girl boss. Every purchase gives back to disabled veterans. Thank you so much for sponsoring us, Emory Collection.